Hello, welcome back to another episode of On the Table Podcast, where everything's on the table and nothing is off limits. Today, we're going to cover an article uh, that is brought by MSN, which is brought to them by ABC News. Posting uh, about three hours ago, uh, and the title of it, the headline: "13-year-old driving truck and crash that killed seven members of college golf team." In DSB. And it goes on to read as follows. A 13-year-old was at the wheel of the pickup truck that swerved in front of a van carrying the University of the Southwest men's and women's golf teams, killing nine people, including the underage driver, according to the National Transportation and Safety Board, or NSFB. Oh my god. Sorry, I just saw an ad for a, a, a stitch, um, which I'm totally going to buy if I read the money. Um, okay, six members of the team and the head coach were killed in the crash. Two remain in critical condition at a Texas hospital. NTSB Vice Chairman Bruce Landsberg told reporters that the Dodge 2500 Ram pickup truck driven by the team was traveling northbound near Midland, Texas on Tuesday night when it crossed into the southbound lane and collided head-on with the 17-seat passenger van carrying the golf teams. The truck's left front tire was a spare that failed and caused the vehicle to pull hard to the left and cross into the opposing lane, according to the NTSB. In addition to the 13-year-old, whose name was not released, a 38-year-old man, Henrik Simons, was in the Dodge pickup. Both were killed, as well as the coach, Tyler James, and six golfers in the passenger van. The players who died were identified as and I do apologize for mispronouncing names or anything like that. Now we're going to find as Rico Sanchez, 19, of Mexico, Travis Garcia, 19, of Pleasanton, Texas, Jackson Zinn, 22, of Westminster, Colorado, Carissa Rains, 21, of Fort Stockton, Texas, Lacey Stone, 18, of Dracona, Texas, and Tiaga Sousa, 18, of Portugal. The two passengers in the team van who survived the wreck, Dayton Price, 19, of Mississauga, Ontario, and Hayden Underhill, 20, of Ampersview, Ontario, remain hospitalized as of Thursday in Lubbock, Texas, according to the University of the Southwest. Investigators were able to determine the team was in the driver's seat based on the size of the remains inside the truck, according to Landsberg. Landsberg said his team was going through all the evidence at the scene, including vehicle recorders, but it does not appear that the incident was very clearly a high-speed head-on collision. Both vehicles burst into flames after the crash. We have literally thousands of pictures that were taken by the various first responders, and there is no question about the force of impact, he said. Landsberg added that quite a number of the bus passengers were not wearing seatbelts during the incident. The NTSB will release a preliminary report on its investigation in two to three weeks, Landsberg said. Ryan Tipton, the provost of the University of the Southwest, provided an update on the two injured students during a news conference Thursday and said the school will be supporting them during their long journey. Every day is a game of inches, and every hour is one step closer to another day, he said. Tipton said most students are off campus for spring break, but the school is planning to hold a memorial service in honor of those who died when classes resume. We are a family of Mustangs, he said, referring to the school's mascot. We've run as one, we run together, 
when one of us is hurting, all of us are hurting. So, <laughs> so my guess, and this is just my guess, um, my guess is the reason a 13-year-old was driving, but I'm guessing that, because think about it, at night, typically no one's, you know, there, my guess is that, I don't want to get the wrong name wrong here, um, that either a 38-year-old Henrik Simons, uh, who was a passenger in the Dodge pickup, obviously, because he wasn't driving, uh, was either, you know, teaching the 13-year-old how to drive, because I know in several places, you know, even today, you know, folks will teach their kids how to drive, you know, that, and typically it's rural areas, you know, out, out in the country, um, now I'm not sure if this is out in the country, it looks like on the photo it kind of is, but, I mean, it's hard to say. Um, but, I mean, so, you know, that's typically, you know, more rural out in the country. Um, you know, so it's like maybe they're going for just a drive on, on the road, sitting, you know, just kind of teaching them how to drive. Uh, and then, you know, that happened. Or maybe, you know, if they were experiencing a medical emergency. I mean, maybe, you know, maybe they need to go and, you know, take it to a, to a mechanic shop overnight, leave it overnight. And they said, hey, you know what, it's just down the street. There's a great time to teach you how to drive, you know, drive on the road. You know what I mean? Um, or again, you experience a medical emergency and, because again, remember the front left tire, uh, the front left tire. Uh, let's see here, I think it was front, what did it say? The tricks, yeah, left front tire, front left tire, what have you, same thing. Um, was a spare that had failed. So, you know, again, it could have been like, you know, it could have been any number of things, but. I mean, you, you know, but it, it is interesting how they said, uh, it does, does appear that the incident was very clearly a high-speed head-on collision, but I'm like, which ones were speeding? Were they both speeding? Because, I mean, at night, typically, everybody speeds all the time, but if there's nobody on the road, you're typically going to speed because you have nobody there to come up and say, okay, wow, I'm going this speed, you know what I mean? And especially if it's on a straight road, I'm guilty of sometimes accidentally speeding because, you know, you don't think you're going that fast. And then I was on 65 tonight, and I was like, holy shit, I feel like I'm going slow. So, I mean, I'm curious to see who, who was speeding. I mean, but, but, I mean, and that's what it said. I mean, now I have a feeling that the truck, you know, I mean, just because the tire failed, it doesn't mean that, you know, that was speeding, but I feel like that the truck was one of the vehicles of speed, and if not both of them were, that is. Um, because, I mean, you know, spare tires, which, which again, begs the question, why would she get in the driver's seat? Which I have no problem teaching, you know, to drive, but I mean, it's like, you know, it's, you know, again, basically more towards the medical emergency type thing, where, you know, if you're out in the rural country, you don't want to wait, you know, when you're taken to the emergency room, um, you know, you know, or hospitals, the emergency department, or hospital, what have you, because you want to wait for an ambulance. Maybe you only, you only got one ambulance in the whole county. You know, so it says, okay, you know, get an ambulance over there. It's going to take twenty minutes, but it takes ten minutes to get to to, to drive. You know, your uncle, your pops, you know, your your grandmother, whoever, to the hospital or to the emergency department. Um, so, and they just had a quiet number of the bus passengers were not wearing seatbelts. So quite a number. I'm guessing that number was at least 70%. So, which looks like quite a number of them died. 
So I do wonder, like, if... Because two survived, nine died, so that's what, eleven? I don't know if that's all that were in this. They didn't say if there's any others that survived. Um, they said that the only... They only mentioned that nine died, two were in critical condition, or in... Uh, I think critical condition. Uh, let me go back and read this. The two passengers... Okay, so these are the two who had survived. Yeah, they did say. So two passengers in Team Vanny survived the wreck. I mean, hospitalized. Okay, so they're hospitalized. Um, so, yeah. But that puts about... My math was right. Nine, two, eleven. Eleven folks. In that van, which makes me wonder who was and who wasn't. Wearing the seatbelt. You know, did those two that were... That did survive, were they the only two that were wearing the seatbelts? Were there more that were wearing the seatbelts and did die? Or, you know, were they the only two that... Were they part of the majority of the group that weren't wearing the seatbelts? And they just happened to survive? I mean, because they weren't wearing the seatbelts? For some odd reason, however that would work, I don't know. But, yeah, so there's this article. Hope it has been, uh, hope it's been a good article. Let's see if we can find another one here within a minute. Um, but yeah, so that's definitely interesting. Um, so now I'm going to go ahead... And, okay, let's see. So let's go with this other article over here. I'm going to make sure it's on, nothing more again. Again, rockets by MSN.com, brought to them by Cheapism about 15 hours ago. The title of the article is Family Dollar Hit with Subpoena, Lawsuits Over Rodent Infestation. Interesting. Alright, I haven't been to a Family Dollar in a while, but I do pass one pretty much every time I come home. Um, so, the majority of the time. Yeah, no, no, actually, no, I don't think about it. Every time I come home, I'm always taking up the same... No, I'm sorry, that's from another, another place. Uh, from one certain place I work at, that's, you know, where I pass it all the time. Uh, it feels like it's every time. Uh, after, and so the article goes on to read, After investigators found evidence of a massive rodent infestation at a family dollar distribution center, the dollars will change as it has been hit with the federal subpoena. Parent company Dollar Tree says it will cooperate by providing all requested information, including records regarding pests and sanitation at the facility. That's interesting. I didn't know that Dollar Tree owned Family Dollar. I did not know that. I thought they were competing against each other. So that's pretty cool. Uh, the investigation prompted the recall of a huge range of products and the temporary closure of more than 400 Family Dollar stores in six states. What? Okay, that's bigger than the article says. Family Dollar hit the subpoena lawsuits over over rodent infestation. Because that's... That's massive. I mean, if they're temporarily closing at more than 400 Family Dollar stores in six states... Even just in one state, which I don't think there's that many in one state, but... It's like, that is a massive... It's that six or 400 stores in six states. That is a pretty big deal. So, I mean, I'm wondering, like, where is it? Like, okay. Of course, it is, you know, that, you know, that is coming from a, um, the distribution center. Um, but, but still, that's, that shows you, you know, one distribution center distributes over 400, 400 stores. And the fact that it's gone that far, far out to 400 stores before anybody caught it, that uh, was insane. So Dollar Tree always says that it could be facing up to nine class action lawsuits after the infestation. Or also says that it could be not always. <laughs> also, they always say that. What? No, Dollar Tree also says 
that it could be facing up to nine class action lawsuits after infestation recalls and store shutdowns. That was another article later, what not to buy at the dollar store. I'm actually going to open that. We'll read that here in a second here. Rodents and rodent activity at a distribution center in Arkansas forced the chain to pull out all drugs, medical devices, cosmetics, dietary supplements, food, and pet food from shelves. Oh, not even from the store there. According to the Food and Drug Administration. Recall didn't cover products shipped directly to stores, including frozen and refrigerated food. An inspection report obtained by CNN detailed rodent droppings to numerous to count. Live rats climbing through pallets of potato chips, bags of mixed nuts that have been gnawed open, rotting garbage and piles of trash, dead birds, bird droppings on the floor, and an office that was stripped of ceiling tiles and carpeting because of overwhelming rodent odors. The report said Family Dollars bait boxes and glue traps captured 2,300 rodents between March and September of 2021. In January of this year, 150 roof rats were captured and nearly 1,100 dead rodents were removed after fumigation. Rodents can spread salmonella, which can trigger serious and sometimes fatal infections, especially in young children, the elderly, pregnant women, and people with compromised immune systems. So, that's interesting, the fact that they had stripped the ceiling tiles and carpeting in an office because of overwhelming rodent odors. And that last year, they had captured 2,300 rodents. And in January this year, 100 feet through fresh, 1,100. At that point, I would shut down that distribution center and I would start, like, I would have just, as soon as you find the 2,300 rodents between March and September 2021, I would have had that shit shut down by beginning of December. And I would have had it other distribution, because there's got to be other distribution centers. And I mean, yeah, they'd be limited for supply until we can get that distribution center back up, but it's like, I would like, immediately say, okay, for now, until we can get this, you know, we're going to have this, these other couple distribution centers covering this area. Um, more areas, whatever. And then just kind of, you know, and then, you know, do a total, because think about it, they want to have to do laws, and then all you got to do is, you know, Pay wages, and I mean the bills for the place and the fumigation, and completely have a company go in there and completely make sure that there's absolutely no trace of any rodent. See how they're getting in, and, and like go, like literally do a square centimeter, a square centimeter inspection top down underneath in the walls. Everything you can possibly do before opening back up, because it doesn't say they did that. Uh, let's go on. Family Dollar Stores in Alabama, Arkansas, Louisiana, Missouri, Mississippi, and Tennessee were affected by the recall which covered products shipped from the Arkansas Distribution Center since January 1st of 2021. The stores have been gradually reopening since the shutdowns, which took place about a month ago. Customers can find a list of the affected store locations here. They have a link there, of course. Um... This is just the latest bad press for dollar stores. Dollar General came under fire in December for unsafe working conditions, and the Dollar Tree made waves in November for raising prices to dollar twenty-five for one dollar. Even the last major dollar store chain selling most items for a dollar. Okay, here's my thing about raising it from a dollar twenty from dollar to dollar twenty-five. 
Yeah, it sucks to raise the prices. But literally everybody else is inflating the prices by less than a quarter, and they're going up a dollar, two dollars, three dollars. Some cases, you know, four or five dollars. They literally increased the price by twenty five percent, and it's only going up by a quarter. It is still the cheapest shit you will ever fucking find. I mean, at least today, anyway. So it's like, I'll take the twenty five cent increase at the dollar store. It's like they've got to, because I guarantee you, they're not getting it for the same price as it, that they used to, that they could charge a dollar for. They need to increase it as well. Stuff, like, stuff keeps getting more and more expensive. They need to cover that. The fact that it's all gone up 25 cents, they could have brought it up to $2 or $1.75. But they, it's like, come on, guys. It's the fact that they're coming under fire for raising it by 25 cents. Okay, now we got a. Well, now there's a gallery here. At the bottom of this article, uh, gallery things dollar stores might not want you to know. Uh, dollar stores are a favorite of frugal shoppers, and they're good buys if you know where to look. But uber cheap goods often come at a price. Read out for all the dollar store dirt you may not know, including one major chain that has had to shut down hundreds of stores and call countless parties in a stomach. Okay, that's pretty what I'm referring to right here. So, okay, I'm actually really curious. Came under fire. I want to see this article. Oh my gosh, Ocean News release. Okay, this is. This is. Okay, is it the link? www.ocean.gov news releases. Alright, this is the United States Department of Labor Ocean News Release Region 4. The U.S. Department of Labor, December 13th, 2021. History of violations. Dollar General continues to put workers at risk. Company faces 321,000. Dollars and penalties after seeking Alabama inspection. Discount retailer has faced $3.3 million in proposed OSHA penalties since 2016. Mobile Alabama, as the nation's largest discount retailer, Dollar General stores are widely known by shoppers in 46 states for their low price merchandise. At the U.S. Department of Labor, the company is recognized for its long history of violations and repeated failures to protect its workers from on the job hazards. Since 2016, the Department's Occupational Safety and Health Administration, or OSHA, has imposed more than $3.3 million in penalties and 54 inspections at Dollar General locations nationwide. Typical violations include blocked electrical panels, obstructed exits, forklift, housing and sanitation violations. Yeah, it says forklift. It doesn't specify what's going on with the forklift. It's forklift. Um... Each of these violations represent hazardous and unsafe conditions placing workers at risk of injury. Again, what is forklift? What does that even mean? What violation is that? Just fork are they not allowed to have forklift? Do they not have a forklift? Like what what is that? Like mm, like by their laws or, or rules they're supposed to have forklift and don't, or they're not allowed to have a forklift and they do. I mean like what what is that? I mean, like everything else, you can actually you you can visualize like block electrical panels. You can visualize an electrical panel being blocked. Obstructed exits, you can see that. Housekeeping and sanitation violations, you can see that. Forklift, what does that mean? That leaves <laughs> a lot of imagination. My imagination can't think of anything. Anyway, in Alabama, where the company opened its first location there in 1965, a June 2021 federal inspection. At Dollar General Store 7196 in Mobile found the store's operator 
Duncan Corp LLC again failed to keep the main storm orderly to allow safe exit during an emergency. It exposed workers to slip and trip hazards and being struck by falling boxes and prevented access to electrical panels. OSHA identified three repeat violations of the mobile inspection and proposed $321,827 in penalties. Dollar General has a long history. I'm sorry, Dollar General has a long history of disregarding safety measures to prevent serious injury or death in the event of a fire or other emergency, said Assistant Secretary for Occupational Safety and Health Doug Parker. This company's troubled history of workplace safety violations must come to an end, and OSHA will make every effort to hold them accountable for their failures. Based in Goodlettsville, Tennessee, Dalton Corp LLC is a wholly owned subsidiary of Dollar General Corp and operates about 17,000 stores and 17 distribution centers around the nation and employs more than 150,000 workers. In September 2021, the company announced plans to open its first Idaho store and expand its presence to 47 states. Dollar General, wait, Idaho doesn't have the hell? What do they do with the dollar? Damn. Uh, Dollar General has 15 business days from receipt of its citation and penalties to comply or request an formal conference with OSHA's area director or contest the findings before the Independent Occupational Safety and Health Review Commission. Under the Occupational Safety and Health Act of 1970, employers are responsible for providing safe and healthful workplaces for, them, for their employees. OSHA's role is to ensure these conditions for America's workers by setting and enforcing standards and providing training, education, and assistance. Learn more about exit route sanitation and forklifts. I gotta know what the forklifts like, I gotta... Like, yes. Yes, please. Alright. Protect workers operating and working near forklifts. Okay, so... Is this what the... Okay, forklifts are an essential piece of equipment in many workplaces, especially in warehousing and manufacturing. That is true. Although these vehicles make work more efficient, they can pose serious hazards to those operating or working near them. OSHA reminds employers and workers that these hazards can be prevented by following safe practices and ensuring that workers are properly trained. Taking the following steps can protect workers from forklift hazards. Always wear seatbelts and operate in a forklift. Never exceed the rate of load and ensure that the loads are balanced. Make sure you have enough clearance in raising and loading materials. Watch for pedestrians and observe speed limits. Wait, hold on. I, how fast can a forklift go? Okay. Now, if I ever get some money, I'm going to freaking lease a forklift and I want to see how fast it can go. I mean, in a safe environment, of course. But I am now curious. How fast? If it's saying observe speed limits, I wonder what that means. Like, how fast can a forklift go? And like, what kind of speed limits? Are, I don't think you're taking on the highway. You know what I mean? I don't think you're gonna see a forklift going down. You know, we're on eighty down the highway on a sixty-five. You know what I mean? It's like, hmm, alrighty. Uh, keep a safe distance from platform and ramp edges. With that one to be common sense, to be honest. Now, uh, for more information on ways to keep workers safe while working with or around forklifts, forklifts, visit OSHA's powered industrial trucks. Forklifts page. I'm tempted to go there. Not gonna lie. OSHA's on-site consultation program offers no-cost and confidential occupational safety and health compliance assistance to small and medium-sized businesses. Consultation services are separate from enforcement and do not result in penalties or citations. The OSHA Training Institute Educational Center centers offer courses for workers, employers, and managers on hazard recognition and abatement at convenient locations nationwide. All right, now let's go ahead and let's 
to read through those media contacts. Eric R. Lucero, 678-237-0630 or lucero.eric.r at doi.gov. And then Erica B. Ruthman, 678-237-0630 ruthman.erica.b at no, dol.gov. Not doi, dol.gov. One, sorry. Release number is 21 20 123 ATL. Uh, wow, that's, that's, that's interesting. Alright. So, I don't know if this is going to go this page. I also want to keep on reading uh, or read the What Not to Buy the Dollar Store. I think I'm going to read What Not to Buy the Dollar Store. Uh, when a dollar is no deal, we all try to save, and this is brought to us by blog.cheapism.com. When a dollar is no deal, we all, this is the headline. We all try to save money where we can, and shopping at dollar store chains seems like an appealing way to achieve that goal. Some of the products on shelves are a waste of money, though, regardless how cheap. Some simply don't do their jobs, while others may even be dangerous, such as potentially contaminated hand sanitizer or toys that could be choking hazards. Read on to find out which things you should avoid at the dollar store. Hand sanitizer. Hand sanitizer is flown off the shelves and the coronavirus has arrived in the news, but don't let fears of COVID-19 prompt you to buy a potentially dangerous product. The FDA says several kinds of Dollar Tree's assured brand of hand sanitizer are contaminated with methanol, which can be toxic when absorbed through the skin or ingested and can be life-threatening when ingested. Some of the product has since involuntarily recalled. Which really should like COVID-19 scare you anyway. I mean, you shouldn't, like, really. Um, Alright, toys. The old adage, you get what you pay for, yep, certainly applies to dollar store toys. While a one dollar price tag seems like a low cost to give your child a treat or add to the stash for a nephew's birthday, don't bother. Katie Curtis of Logan, Ohio posted a picture on Facebook of her three year old holding a dollar store invitation in Barbie that was dismembered in less than two minutes. Dollar store toys are not only poorly made, they may be safety hazards. Several toys from these chains have been recalled in the past. A toy gun that posed a choking hazard, a remote control tank that could overheat, and a dart gun that caused the deaths of two children in 2016. In 2016, Dollar General called a toy truck deemed a fire hazard. Anything with a plug, or dollar store extension cords, or USB cables may seem like a deal that could be putting your electronics as well as your home at risk. Cords, plugs, and power strips sold at dollar stores are often flimsy and can fall apart easily. All it takes is a wireless connection to spark a fire. Dollar stores have recalled extension cords and decorative lights <sighs> for potential fire hazards, according to the Consumer Protection and Safety Commission. Batteries. If your kids play with lots of battery-operated toys and inevitably leave them powered on, Loading up on passive generic batteries at a dollar store may seem like a small idea. The problem, as Wired showed through a series of experiments, is that the batteries are packaged with less energy than name brands. They may be adequate for something such as a flashlight that is used infrequently. For heavy use, it's dollar-wise over the long haul to save the hassle of replacing power cells constantly by spending more upfront on higher quality batteries. Moreover, cheap batteries are known to leak, which can damage electronics. Another way to tell dollars for batteries are a good buy, check the label. If the batteries contain carbon zinc, be sure to pass. This component is inferior to the lithium used by name brands.
Vitamins and herbal supplements. For something as important as your health, best head to the pharmacy. Consumer Reports has tested dollar store multivitamins and found that some were substandard, lacking the full amount of nutrients listed on the labels. Although the U.S. Food and Drug Administration requires that labels be accurate, supplements are not subjected to the same rigorous review and approval process as medications. Alright, knives. For anything with a sharp blade, going cheap is just asking for trouble. Knives are dangerous by definition, so you want one that is sturdy and well made to minimize any chance of an accident. More than $200,000 for utility knives had to be recalled some years ago because the blade could slide out right past its support. So it's just not kitchen knives to be aware at super low cost. So it's not just kitchen knives to be aware at super low cost. Sorry. Pet items. Can cat and dog food cost about a dollar a can at the grocery store, sometimes less if you can find a good sale. The offerings at Dallas are may even be cheaper, but they don't use quality ingredients found in the more popular brands. For Fido's sake, skip the pet food at the dollar store, take a pass on the animal toys too, which are cheaply made and may pose a choking hazard. Be honest, any toy I buy for my dog it is a choking hazard because he just tears it to shit in a matter of like 90 seconds or less. Uh, beauty products. Some personal care items are a steal at the dollar store, but Others, such as makeup and hair color, are not worth even the cheap price. Every once in a while, you may be able to find named brand makeup on the shelves for $1, but more often than not, the makeup at the dollar store is an unfamiliar brand. When it comes to products used on your face, it isn't worth the risk of an allergic reaction or rash caused by cheap ingredients. As for hair color, you risk long-term damage to your locks with an unknown brand, especially at just a dollar a box. Snacks. As the snacks weren't already unhealthy enough, manufacturers of dollar store munchies skimp on the quality of ingredients that keep costs down. Items such as chips, cookies, and crackers can contain ingredients you've never even heard of, so be sure to check, be sure to check the label before bringing a snack home. For treats such as soda and gum, there's often a better deal on higher quality products at the grocery store. Tools. I don't know, it's all tools. Tools are meant to be durable. For a dollar, you aren't getting the highest quality materials, which means the tools won't last long. A hammer for a dollar will likely give you a dollar worth of durability. If you have to replace your tools frequently, you aren't saving anything at all. Splurge on a good hammer from the hardware store and never have to worry about replacing it again. That's so true. Uh, hammers can last a long time. Uh, I mean, people say, I don't know, quite a few people that have a hammer they've had for decades. What a decor! While weddings can be expensive, decor is probably not the best place to skip. For example, it may be tempting to buy 300 fabric rose petals for a dollar, but they probably won't give you the look you want. The same goes with 40 pack of plastic silverware. It is flimsy and will likely cause more trouble than it's worth. Sometimes it's better to skip something altogether rather than spend even a dollar. Paper products. You get what you pay for. While four rolls of one ply toilet paper will be low cost and quality is cheap, there's more cheap product for the lowest, lower price, but you'll end up using exponentially more toilet paper from a dollar store than by paying a little more for better product from another store. Classic food containers. Recent studies indicate there are harmful chemicals in poor quality dollar store containers, meaning they may not be safe for food products. 
For containers to store food in, look elsewhere. Using containers for non-food items doesn't pose the same risks. Alright, windshield washer fluid. Again, I don't know if they sold that at the dollar store. I don't know, I don't know what dollar stores are going to here. A gallon of off-brand windshield washer fluid can cost just a dollar. Half that as for name brand fluid elsewhere. Read the label on washer fluid found in a dollar tree, though, and see if its solution is not effective in winter weather. The name brands often guarantee you protection in weather as low as 20 degrees below zero. Oh, okay. Good enough. Soda. Watch the amount of soda you buy at the dollar store. Offering a one liter of off-brand soda at the dollar store will cost the same as a two liter bottle of a name brand at the grocery store. The same is true for most cans of smaller bottles of soda. Consumers claim the quality is subpar as well. Well, there have been a few that I can actually see you get more. It's like a, a, a two liter of off-brand and it's actually pretty good. So, um, yeah. Uh, but, yeah. Get there know. Stuff for the baby. With 2019, seeing dollar store calls of baby gripe water, a herbal supplement billed as having organic ginger and phenol extract, and cough syrup in 2020, it seems wiser than ever to remember that babies are too fragile to risk on inferior products. Though these recalls involved an undissolved ingredient and possible bacterial contamination that could cause illness, the principle is the same for anything you put on or near a baby. Why risk it? Second to last, we have baking soda. Baking soda is good for several kinds of cleaning around the house, whether it's for odors in the refrigerator or to make your own toothpaste. One thing is not expensive. Chances are the baking soda you can buy outside the dollar store will be cheaper at any useful quantity than baking soda you can buy in the dollar store. And last but not least, we have chips and cereals. Look closely as you walk the aisles of a dollar store. And you'll see lots of products at odd sizes and weights because instead of charging more, they can just sell less at a time. If you're not paying attention though, it can be shocking to start snacking from an opaque bag of chips or pouring from a cardboard box of cereal, and you realize that's how little, little product was inside. It might be better to get a reasonable number of servings out of a more expensive bag or box and try to enjoy how much air you're getting for your effort at the dollar store. So, there you go. Uh, I'm tempted to read off 30 things you didn't know about your favorite childhood cereals. Uh, all very interesting. Uh, so, there you have it. There is this podcast episode. If you like it, you do stay tuned, stay awesome. Share this episode with your friends and your family. And I know in the last episode I said that I will, will start from scratch on PS5 and I'll show you all how to do that. Uh, I will be doing that when I find the time. Uh, I'm working the next seven days uh, at varying hours, so uh, sleep is going to be a little difficult for me to get, but that's fine. I will do it where I can. I also got to do the GTA 5 uh, E&E version of PS5 version story and see how that is. So yeah, there you have it. Stay tuned. Stay awesome as always. We will catch you later. Thank you all so much for listening in.